0: Hey, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. It is better to take shelter in the Lord than to trust people. It is better to take shelter in the Lord than to trust in princes. Open for me the gates of the just king's temple. I will enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. Psalm one, eighteen, eight through 9 and 19. Several years ago, Johanna and I realized we needed to clean up our eating habits. Many of our friends were doing Whole30 diet at the time, and we decided we would give it a try. The idea behind Whole30 is that for 30 days, you eliminate all inflammatory foods. No dairy, no grains, no legumes, no sugar. Certain preservatives are not allowed either. All that stuff gets tossed out. Instead, you're eating eggs, meat, vegetables, and fruits. The idea is that you're letting your body detoxify from all the garbage that we've put into ourselves over the years. You're getting that stuff out of your system. Then, after 30 days is over, you slowly reintroduce foods back into your diet to see how they impact you. Because Johanna and I were really interested in trying to lose weight, we also cut out the fruits so we could be low-carb also. We were Whole30 and Paleo at the same time. (laughs) What could go wrong? I loved it. I would make massive breakfasts of 12 scrambled eggs and a half pound of sausage. Then, for lunch, I'd have these deconstructed tacos with mounds of beef. At supper, I'd pig out on more protein and fat. I love protein and fat, they make me happy. But as time went on, I started noticing something. I didn't have any energy. I started to lag in the afternoons. Working out was hard, but in a weird way. It wasn't like the weights were heavy, it was like I was stepping on the gas and the car just wasn't responding. One Saturday it hit, and it hit hard. It was day 23 of the 30. I woke up and I worked out. I came back in the house feeling pretty tired and worn out. I thought breakfast would help, so I ate my 12 eggs and my half pound of sausage. But it didn't help. Instead, I started getting a headache. I had no energy, I tried to take a nap, but I couldn't really sleep. The rest of the family got ready to go to the park and meet a couple of cousins to play. I didn't want to miss the fun, so I went with them, but I was worthless. My head felt like a troll was just squeezing it. So I stayed in the car and watched like a pathetic lapdog as my family frolicked around the park. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I looked over at the console between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. There was a Tupperware container that Johanna had packed with snacks for the kids. It had grapes in it. They were off-limits. We were low-carb, remember? But something needed to change. I ate four grapes, and it was like the world was in Technicolor again. I realized that I'd been saved from death. I could hear sounds without feeling like my skull was going to explode. I ate more grapes, then all the grapes, and then the sandwich with bread that Johanna had packed. I felt amazing. I felt power coursing through my veins again. I was back. I leaped out of the car, declared Whole30 to be done, and moved on with my life. That was the end of Jonathan's low-carb experience. I had learned an important lesson. Jonathan needs carbs, or he turns into Paul Blart from Mall Cop. Since then, I've worked hard to manage my weight since my brain seems to be incapable of regulating my appetite on its own. The only system that I've found works is to measure my food and make sure that I can have protein, carbs, and fat each day. It works, and I'm sticking to it. When I first read Psalm 118, I was a bit confused. Several different topics seem to be smashed together into one psalm. At first, it seems like the author is describing a worship service. Then, he switches gears and talks about how God has helped him during a time of trouble. Psalms often talks about how God responds when people call on him, so that's nothing new. But we're not done with our topic jumps. The third topic is how it's better to trust in God than in the world around us. And finally, the last half of the psalm changes back to discussing the worship service. The author describes the offering on the altar and how we need to worship God. It's a bewildering set of topics. At first I couldn't figure out what the common thread was that tied them all together. But after a few minutes of pondering, I think I have an idea. The author is holding the dependence upon man and giving thanks to God in contrast. He's trying to show how giving thanks to God is a much better way than leaning on men, which is fascinating to me. I've never thought about these two topics as being related at all, but they are. Just like the Whole30 low-carb diet failed me, men have failed the author of Psalm 118. In fact, humanity has failed all of us. That drove the psalmist to cry out to God. God answered, which means it's time for thanksgiving. And just like I'll never try to live without carbs in my diet again, the psalmist is saying that he's never going to try to attempt life without thanksgiving to God again. He's found his new way of operating. Rather than depend on man, he will always be pursuing thankfulness to God because he's found the source that will never fail him. And that's what the author uses to drive his worship when he attends the temple. It's the same thing that should drive us when we attend church. If you're attending church just to fulfill a religious duty or to make other people happy, don't bother. You're wasting your time. Instead, I'd encourage you to think about all the ways that God has gotten you through a tight spot. The correct response is to join with a bunch of other people who've also been saved and celebrate that. Let that be the fuel for what you do in church. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you. I give you praise for all the ways you have provided for me when other people have failed me and betrayed me. I've been hurt by other people, but you are always faithful and loving to me. Help me to remember how good you are and how you've provided. Help me to live with an attitude of thankfulness. couple questions for you to think about today. How has God been faithful to you when man has failed you? Second question, why do you attend church? And third, how can your worship and your church attendance be a response of Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.